A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined in the studio by the Hairy Bikers. Always good to see them. Si and Dave were back to talk about their new book and their mm. TV series. Uh, also, Colin Grout joined us. You probably, unless you're a Whitby Town fan and a regular, you won't know Colin. He's the PA announcer, but uh, he went rogue. Uh, the other night, <laughs> and you'll hear why. And also, we were joined by uh, Dan Skinner, who is out, out on the road uh, as his alter ego, Angelos Epithemia, and he was on good form. Wasn't Very good he? form, and uh, we covered a bit of ground. Yeah, we football, did. A bit of other stuff. We talked about things. So, uh, here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Ah, yes, good afternoon, everybody. Well, you a little bit disappointing last night, but what can you do? It's, uh, I think Manchester United just about deserved to go through, although I thought Chelsea played pretty well in the second half, and I can't say I agreed with uh, Neil Ashton. The Sunny said it was a poor Chelsea display. I don't think it was, really. Right. And I don't think the rhythm uh, has been disrupted. I just think it was the uh, that, that competition in which these things can happen. And, yeah. Uh, I think the bigger picture is that uh, Chelsea got a lot of injuries and so I think not being in that tournament like Liverpool are going to find. I mean, that is a ridiculous situation. Yeah, the schedule is is pretty incredible, isn't it? Well, you forget, in December, just to get us in the mood for the Christmas, heavy Christmas programme that always has one game too many, they put a midweek game in December. You always forget that, don't you? Yeah. Right. So they've done that again. There's always an extra midweek fixture they fit in. You do worry about the players. You know, you have to make changes, especially in this competition. And uh, I think United looked stronger on paper, and, and that's how it turned out. Although, in the end, really, the only chance they had one shot from Martial, the rest yeah. of it was just the penalty, which was ridiculous. I've got to be honest. I, I, it was an Aurier-style penalty from Alonso and uh, the free kick, which was incredible, ridiculous. Yeah. But, I mean, it was like Ronaldo, wasn't it? I, mean, I think a lot of neutrals, much like myself, uh, with no skin in that particular game, would have gone with the mayhem unfolding at yes, Anfield, well, which is what I did. Half-term. Really. Half-term. Uh, half <laughs> That's what I called it, half-term. Yeah. It takes you back to when you were at school. <laughs> didn't they have half-term then? <laughs> they did, yeah. Half-time, I did switch to Liverpool Arsenal, which, let's face it, was a better game. Yeah, it was uh, just madly open, mm. but uh, very exciting. Now, of course, it's the Rugby World Cup final on Saturday, and uh, quite a few churches are planning to show the final. I was thinking, why don't you just sell beer as well and get it over with? Honestly. Yeah. Still, I suppose this is a good idea. We're going to speak to somebody who's going to want from a church tomorrow, aren't they, doing that? We are, that's right. By the way, um, Bob and our bro's been in touch, and uh, he thinks uh, a good name to shout uh, in the park to get your dog back is... 
Perry Digweed. <laughs> would be quite odd, wouldn't it, really, just to shout that across the park? <laughs> it would be very odd, and no question about it. One in ten people have been body shamed over the size of their feet and their eyebrows. I can't imagine their eyebrows. Oi, Dennis Healy! <laughs> <laughs> do people really do that? I don't I, know. Yeah, I, I, I suppose they do. The size, oi! Just look at the size of your feet. I mean, what, what do you... Well, you can't do anything about that. Obviously, the size of your eyebrows, you can. You could trim them. You could, but yeah, even then, to. I mean, if someone says, oh, look at your big feet, you think, well, so what? I mean, yeah, unless so they're size sort of 23, <laughs> unless they're freakish. <laughs> if they're a size, you know, if they're a yeah. size 12, 13, well, th- yeah, they're on the big side, but... I can't remember what size uh, Shaq O'Neill's shoes were. This, was this women? Was this in kind of stylist magazine? Because, you know, I, I can see that being an issue. Yeah, it might have been. It didn't say... It just I can't see people. it being an issue for anybody in the NBA. Oi, mate, look at the size of your feet. <laughs> on about $15 million a year, mate. Just that's the least of, of my problems. It doesn't say where the, the adults are. Uh... OK, well, fair enough. Well, thanks for bringing it to us. Oi, Dennis Healy. Yeah, I like that. That's a nice contemporary. You've got nobody <laughs> but... Oi, Liam Gallagher. There's no one really in the well, eyebrow area. Or Noel Gallagher, good. I don't know. Banksy's former agent, Steve Lazaridis, is releasing photos of his 11 years with a mystery artist. He used to play for West Ham. Who's that? <laughs> Steve Lazaridis. I don't think he did. Probably not. That was Stan, wasn't it? Of course he was. Yeah. Duke of Kent visited a Scottish salmon fishery yesterday. I think he's just checking out next year's smoked salmon for Wimbledon. I think he's... make sure it's going to be <laughs> he all right. Is. It all comes back to tennis in the end, doesn't it, really? It all comes back to tennis. So did you watch uh, any of the... Did you catch up with the Villa Wolves highlights? Did you catch uh, well, any of that? Well, uh, I thought... Last Sky, night's forgotten it, game, It was very good what Sky did. They were... Because, you know, Martin Tyler was brilliant last night. He was commentating on the, the United game and commentating on the highlights that came through. Right. And, uh, yeah, I saw the goals. Yeah, well done to, to Villa. It's, it's good. The trouble with the, that cup is you, you're basically playing off for the right to lose to City in the final. <laughs> Well, you said that. I mean, normally I I would agree with that because I've said that before. But, you know, a a decent Liverpool side uh, or a good Manchester United side um, could give them a game. They could, yeah. Beyond that, I think you'd be struggling with what's left in the competition. Yeah. I don't think Jürgen takes it too seriously. So. I was uh, there was a forgotten player, somebody I'd actually forgotten was still at the club, but laid on the first goal for Villa and looked good, which is uh, Henry Lansbury. You forget he's still oh, at no, the club. I've, I've seen him play this yeah. season. Yeah, I mean he's had a couple of he's come off the yeah. bench. I think he started might have been, been his second start of the season, but good player. I think if ever anything, yeah. anything happened to uh, Grealish, I think or whatever, he could sort of step in and do a job. It was a lovely uh, assist yeah, for the goal, do, yeah. and he's he's had a lot of injuries, which is done for him, but. Uh, Yep, Villa's forgotten man at the moment. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby Andy Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. Uh, joining us in the studio now is uh, actor and comedian Dan Skinner. Dan, good to see you. Thank Hello, you mate. for coming yeah. in. Thank you very much for having me. You yeah, are. Lovely to be here. You're out on tour uh, at the moment as your alter ego... Uh, Angelos Epithemio. I am. Yes, yes that's, that's right. He's back out again after eight years of silence. <laughs> Is it that long? Really? Well, I, I haven't done anything as Angelos on my own for uh, eight years um, live. I've been working with um, Alex Lowe, who plays Barry from what? Oh, yes. Clinton oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know him. He's a, he's a, a favourite. Um, and we've been doing stuff together. But me as Angelos on my own, yeah, it's been eight years. Wow. 2011, something like that, I think. So well, it would be us eight where, years. Yeah. Where did, is this someone you knew? I doubt yeah. it. Or really, was it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, it's not someone I knew very well. I, mm. Someone I met when I was doing a job. Um, it, they were sort of trying to recruit new um, prison officers right. and uh, it was a civil servant <laughs> job so they used to just like 
bus these people in from the job centre to you know just to sort of get everyone through this role play process. And um, he was he was uh, he was one of them. <laughs> does, he know? does he know? You, does he know you did this? I don't think he's got a telly. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I mean, I, 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 you know, I borrowed his personality, but that's. Uh, Did yeah. he have a shopping bag? He didn't have a shopping bag. My granddad used to carry a shopping bag, uh. and he used to wear a blue anorak, and uh, that's where that sort of um, came from. <laughs> and the rest just sort of evolved on stage over the years. Really? Yeah, yeah, for about seven years, I just used to go out on stage. I didn't have much material. Well, I had no material, but I thought I just used to start talking to the audience, and then. Eventually, just it just I, I learned to speak Angelos, <laughs> sort of a language. What's, yeah. it, what's it like inhabiting him then? For oh, it's great. I mean, you, enjoy, it's, you know, yeah. imagine finding someone like that. You can just sit inside and then just <laughs> let them speak through. You know, it's yeah. like being possessed. It's a bit schizophrenic, mm. um, but it's much easier to be him than it is to be me because he's got no censor and he's incredibly confident. Yeah, um, and he's non-threatening so it's a very nice heady mix yeah he yeah. also looks different to you which is probably oh, yeah. useful actually. <laughs> yeah. useful. you don't get people bothering you in the street no much. no i mean i do get some people coming up to me and sort of looking at me strangely but they're too frightened to say are you that weirdo off the telly <laughs> you know and um, so yeah when you when you're maybe i don't know if you're phoning up a complaint about something or you, so they can't see do you ever do you ever do it as angelos you ever been uh, yeah yeah i i mean it's, yes, I do. I mean, I, I often when I get um, those uh, phone calls about car crashes and, you know, PPI and yeah. all that sort of stuff, I used to speak to them as Angelos. I went into the Scientology place in Tottenham Court Road <laughs> as Angelos. I uh, did all that as Angelos. Um, yeah, I've, I've spent a lot of time as him walking around the streets. Um, it's, you know, as I say, it's just easier being him than it yeah. is me. Yeah, because he gets away with murder. What sort of stuff is he discussing in on the tour what's is there a oh. kind of thing to it or not really <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, i mean it's called can i just show you what i've got and that is basically it it's just a load of stuff nonsense it's not contributing to the debate whatsoever um you'll learn nothing from it at all it's an hour of just it's videos it's songs it's dancing it's jokes um i, I, it's, I would call it it's almost alternative cabaret yeah um but it's funny. It's, it is funny, and it's it's very funny, and it's sort of quite warm, I suppose. Um, and yeah, people, people. I, I did it in Edinburgh for, yeah. for a couple of weeks, and it was sold out for the whole run. And people really enjoyed it. Mm. So, and lots of laughs. So I thought, right, let's take it on the road and see uh, see what happens. He's, he's, he's an odd mix, isn't he? Because he's not the mm. most. Uh, uh, I don't know. He's not the most yeah. sympathetic of men, but he is quite lovable at the same time. Well, that's the thing. I think. I mm. mean, when you look at him and he walks in the room dressed like that, you think, well, he's the lowest status in the room, mm. you know. But then he's very confident and he's <laughs> he's very convinced of his own legend you know and yeah. he thinks that everything he says is is absolute gospel um so it's sort of quite a quite a uh, jarring sort of personality in that respect uh, a bit of a juxtaposition but um yeah i mean he's he's sort of quite confrontational as well um which because i didn't want him to be because he looks the way he does mm. um, and sounds the way he sounds. I didn't want him to be a victim. So yeah. you have to put him on the front foot a little bit yeah, yeah. so people don't feel sorry for him. Although sometimes <laughs> they do, but, you know, um, you want him to be in charge of the room, basically. Because mm. yeah, if you're doing comedy clubs, 
you have to be. Yeah, yeah, you of course. Be sort of, you know, so he's good with hecklers, is he? Yeah, yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine he would be. Very good with hecklers, yeah. He loves them, actively encourages them. Yeah. He, he was high profile on shooting stars. Yeah, he was. Shooting stars was where he got his break. How did that Vic yeah. and Bob connection come about then, didn't it? Well, um, I'm, I, was, I was doing the Armstrong and Miller sketch show at mm. the time with uh, Lucy Montgomery. And I used to do Angelos impressions for her all the time and leave notes under her door saying, we need to talk. Um, <laughs> and, she, and she said, Bob would love that character. Yeah. Bob Mortimer. I said, all right. So I sat on my bed and I got my video camera and I sat down and I said, um, I just made this video and I said, uh, for God's sake, Mortimer, it's about time you give me a job in it. This is getting ridiculous now. <laughs> and he'd never met me. Um, and I, and I, put this little video together and I got a napkin and in pencil I wrote dear Mortimer here is my video at last please watch it and give me a job from Angelos <laughs> and I stuffed it all in an envelope and scrawled all over this envelope and drew all over it and I sent it off to his offices amazingly two days later he, <laughs> they rang me up and said really? Bob's seen your video and he'd love to meet you so I went in and met him. As and you or as... As, as me, okay. yeah, yeah. That would have been, <laughs> would have been <laughs> really <laughs> weird. Would have been really weird, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Bob. You know, yeah. I'm real. Um, and then he said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to do my own show with my own characters, but no one's going to give me that. Yeah. So will you give me a bit on one of your shows? He says, well, Shooting Stars is coming back. And I said, well, that's perfect. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> and he said... Well, Which is well, a very well, Angelos well, thing to yeah, say, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Really? Yeah, confident. Yeah. Yeah. And he went, hold your horses. And he came down to see me do a show in Brighton for about three hours and sat in the front row um, no pressure uh, none it's like that yeah. um, <laughs> and then um, and then he invited me to to sort of muck around in the rehearsal room with him and Jim uh, Vic and Ulrika and Matt and uh, uh, Lucas and Jack D and it was all set out like shooting stars mm. and Bob came up to me and said Dan this is going to be really difficult for you because we all know each other so it's going to be really hard so you're just going to have to chip in and so they all started mucking around like it was shooting stars and I, and I had my anorak on and my hair down I thought oh, if I don't say something now I'm just going to freeze so I just banged my hand on the table and I said has this thing started yet or what? Because <laughs> I've got to go home. <laughs> and, and then that's what got their attention. And they all looked at me and then thankfully it all worked out. And then Bob gave me a call and said, yeah, do you want to come and do the wow. work? But yeah. after every episode of Shooting Stars, I was just expecting someone from the BBC to come up behind me and tap me on the shoulder yeah. and go, off you go. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. But it never happened. It's so. interesting. Last time you came in and saw us, which probably would have been that tour, it doesn't feel that long, but it probably yeah. is, yeah. was you were, we said hello outside, uh, and you were Dan, but then you yeah. came in and you were Angelos. Yeah. And we often get situations where uh, we have comedians come on or actors come on and... Uh, they want to be in character. Some do, some don't. Like, for example, Al Murray always comes on as himself. I think only once did he ever come on yeah. as the landlord, and that that's a choice. We've had yeah. others who say, well, ideally, I'm touring with a character, I want to be the character. Yeah. But even yeah. that day, you you needed, at that stage, you had the coat on, you had the bag, and you, you kind of needed to, at that stage, kind of, you didn't feel comfortable doing yeah. Angelos without really inhabiting him, did you really? Yeah, I think so. And, and also I thought, you know, Angelos is going on tour, so maybe Angelos should, should speak. Mm. Um, I'm a little bit more relaxed about it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People realise it's not you. Yeah, and also, exactly. And also I've done other things and I've yeah. been in other things and I've acted and all the rest of it. I think, well, Dan, it's just acting, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's comedy. And also I do understand that, 
going into places and asking people to interview somebody in character it's not it's not easy no. it's not easy and you know it, and it's, it requires a bit of you know it uh, you know skill i suppose and and it's not it's it's a bit too much to ask of people sometimes mm. to, i think to, you can, i mean the only way you can really do it is if you do it in the old des o'connor style i under, understand exactly. and you just come yeah. home from holiday you come yeah home from holiday yeah yeah you, you just moved into a new flat, i know so well, you set up set up lines. yeah so i yeah. deliver you a load of things to ask me and yeah, I just yeah, think yeah. it all sounds feels artificial mm. so it's just easy to talk on your own isn't it has sound you know? ever done one of those makeover fashion spreads in a newspaper because it always struck me that would be so good Getting up like this, yeah, or yeah, male, yeah, but it would be this the idea. But him still looking the same with the hair down, the glasses, and the but in all the posh gear. Just kind of add, yeah, this is a like a weekend outfit for him when he goes away. I'm just well, on, on the half turn somewhere in in a in a suit, looking like a bit of a dandy. Surprisingly, no one's ever offered well, that. That's a mistake. <laughs> it's, it's anybody a, out there in it's a that misstep, business? Isn't it? Yeah. If, if somebody from if from GQ is listening or Vanity yeah, Fair, yeah, this is a tapping. I absolutely, it's <laughs> nailed on, isn't it? That, yeah, beautiful. Good. Not that you can rely on Wikipedia, but is this true about your come dine with me? Is that, is, oh. Did it actually happen? It says here you turn you serve tinned mushroom soup I did. with white <laughs> with white sliced bread. You employed a burger van to cook the main meal. Yeah, I and did. you sent the guests home halfway through the desserts. I did all of those things. That's oh, I, the only reason I sent them halfway, I uh, sent them halfway through the dessert is because uh, for the entertainments afterwards, I'd booked a bouncy castle for everyone to go outside and jump. I mean, man, they've got a lot of money on that show, yeah. right? I also got them to hire me a mansion, and they did. Um, and I booked a bouncy castle, you know, so everyone could go and jump on it afterwards. And uh, they all said, "No, we're not doing that." So I said, "All right, off you go." Get, get out. Get was, out. It, was it a celebrity one or was it just Yeah, punters? well, it was comedian special. So it was me, okay. Olivia Lee, mm. who's now my wife. Well, <laughs> what do you have to think that? about that? Yeah. Well, because we're not really married, but oh, okay. I call her my wife. She's yeah. the mother of my child. Yeah. Um, and uh, Stan Boardman oh, yeah. and a magician called Pete Furman. So oh, it was, okay. a, it was oh, yeah, a right Pete's old mix. Well, Would have been yeah. quite nice had it just been a regular punter's one with you. That'd <laughs> yeah, be a great job, a kind of curveball <laughs> celebrity one. Chuck him in. Like sort of Jill <laughs> works in an estate agent in our broke, and then they suddenly go to your place. That would be fantastic. Well, so where can we see, Dan? You're in London, aren't you, for the next few nights? Soho Theatre tomorrow night and Saturday night and then there's a little break and then throughout November I am Cardiff, Bristol, Manchester, York, uh, Blackpool and Leicester. Okay. Um, dates wise. <laughs> yeah, now well, you're they, asking. They can look yeah. it up. Okay, can well can people can go and find it and go and check it out. And um and are you gonna do some more things with uh, with Barry from Watford? Is that Oh yeah, well we do our little podcast. podcast. Yeah, it's very uh, good. Yeah, it's we do that um every week, so we're still doing that and I've no doubt we'll we'll end we'll end up doing something else live together because it's great fun. Excellent. Yeah. Good Thank to you. see you then. And uh, best of luck with the uh, tour. Thanks boys. We'll see you and go and see Angelos uh, on tour a couple of nights uh, still in uh, two or three nights still in London and then go and check uh, all the dates out online. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Somebody else joining us uh, in the next hour is Colin. Now, you don't know who Colin is. I think I'm going to have to narrow it down a bit. But this is Colin Grout. He is the PA announcer at Whitby Town. Yeah. And uh, Colin decided yesterday, uh, sorry, uh, I think it was yesterday or was it the night before? It would have been the night before, Andy, wouldn't it? To, we yeah. We'll keep our powder dry, but he made an announcement over the PA mm. that uh, there's got him a bit of notoriety. So uh, <laughs> we will, ex- I mean, it's not that big a deal, well, you know, but I will explain that. more uh, a little bit uh, later on when we chat to him. We'll chat to the Moose as well, um, uh, all the roundup of the managerial press conferences before the weekend's football. Uh, much of which you can hear on TalkSport, of course. Mm. Three big games on game day every Saturday. And then Cy and Dave, the hairy bikers, are back to chat about their new book, their recent TV series, bit of Newcastle, and more. Now, Andy, yes, there is a... Uh, a, a on Twitter, uh, the good people at uh, Football Archive um, put out some fantastic old pictures. Okay. And uh, may I also recommend Mal Winkle's Football Memorabilia. Really? Yeah, good name. Yeah, it but, is. Uh, Mal also puts out some brilliant old pictures from back in the day. And this one was of uh, Leeds United Juniors. Okay, real name. Sorry, I, I think it is, yeah. I used to work for a man years ago called Mr. Winkle. Really? Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's maybe a more common name than you think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems unlikely. He, he made, he, he, I, I mean, really, it would have made for a very unlikely <laughs> Mr. Man book. <laughs> that probably would never have been. But that was his name. Well, fair enough. He was the governor, so he was known as, you'd have to say, yes, Mr. Winkle. Or, I mean, it, it, he wasn't played by Kenneth Williams. He really did exist. I love the so, idea that he insisted on being called Mr. Winkle, not by his first name. What was his first name? Um, I don't know. I, I, not Wee Willie. I don't, th- I don't think I ever... Of course it was. I never, he was the gaffer. I never found out. It was like a holiday job. I was a yeah, kid, yeah. you know, okay, and uh, I just called him Mr. Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He might be listening this afternoon. Well, I did, yeah, I mean, he's, he'd be, he'd be well, getting, those years later. He'd be getting on there. He'd be getting on there. I think he'd be well, getting on there. Well, will be getting on there. So, anyway, this was Les Cocker, of course, uh, the famous... Les tra- Cocker. No, 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 this year. This is Les, Les Cocker, who was the... Tra- other shellfish. <laughs> the tra- yeah, that's right, yeah. The trainer at Leeds back in the day. It's yeah. a picture from 1963. And it's a number of Leeds juniors sitting around mm. a t- table being taught about diet, the necessary diet you have as a, a footballer back in mm. 1963. Um, and it says, it's this great big list, it says, fi- on the left-hand side, it says fish and chips, chocolates, cream cakes, fried foods generally... Pop brackets fizzy uh, nights out girls and then on the other in the other yeah. it says in excess 
Well, not the Australian band, of course. These, but I think I don't think Les was suggesting. None of those are I don't think it was really. Les was suggesting they got involved in that to excess. I think what he was basically saying was, don't excessively do any of those things. Well, that was good advice from Les. There. Um, but that, I mean, it's a bit on the nose, isn't it? Advice for young footballers: mm. don't go out with girls, um, don't have nights out, don't drink pop brackets fizzy, don't have too much fried food, cream cakes, chocolate, or fish and chips. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah, it's a great old picture. I do mm. recommend those if you want to. If you like a bit of arc. Now, often when it's Royal Ascot, you, mm. you know, one of the things we like to discuss is what will the with Paddy when he used to be on, or, or um, Lee Price, we'll discuss what the Queen is going to be wearing because well, people, people bet on it, it, don't they? Yeah, They're right. But uh, apparently, uh, the Queen's dresser has written a book, and she says that uh, there's huge interest in the outfit the Queen will wear to Royal Ascot. Yeah. Plenty of punters would like to make a killing using insider information to place a bet on the colour of her hat. Mm. Each morning, she says, I place four or five previously worn hats on a table in the workroom. They're different colours and styles and on display for a reason. Anyone who happens to pass the room will see those hats. This will stop anyone catching sight of the actual hat that Her Majesty intends so to they, wear. So they lump on. Yeah, but surely the Queen herself, she, you know, she, um, she likes a bet. I mean, she, what's to stop her basically putting on a few bob? Are you suggesting Her Majesty the Queen? <laughs> well, she could do, couldn't she? Have send backstairs Billy round the bookies <laughs> and and say just a fiver on the Queen to wear you? an orange hat. I would. I mean, if, if, you, if a bloke comes into my bookies dressed as a footman, I'm not taking his bet. <laughs> yeah, especially, you? Especially in June, beginning waistcoat. of June, no, yeah, he probably wouldn't. You, know, you, you wouldn't, true, would yeah. you? I imagine he'd put his overcoat on and his cap, this <laughs> being an old very, 70s very sitcom. Good point, really, yeah. yeah. And uh, congratulations to the Borg restaurant in Stockton. Uh, they are the winners for the fourth time, I believe, in, for the Palmo World Championships. Yeah, I'd be worried if it was in Chiswick uh, and it won it. That, uh, <laughs> That's it, very uh, true. Really. I mean, if, it's a bit like winning the World. If you're in Middlesbrough, effectively, <laughs> you're in Stockton on Tees. You, you, you should be expecting to win the World mm. Palmo Championship. That's true. The Palmo yeah. is a is a north. Well, a, a, it's a teesside delicacy, folks. Go and check it out. It's a bit, it's it's a a bit a, like a, a veal parmigiana. It's I very similar to a, yeah. the Italian. It that's, have, it, that's what you'd call it in Chiswick. Well, <laughs> when, you, when you've had 12 pints and it's quarter one in the morning, you're in uh, you're Stockton. Yeah. That's, you, don't call it, you don't call it that. That's very true. So um, yes. we, we put this, mm. because they are uh, gentlemen of the north and, of course, Cy from, uh, from the northeast. We'll put this to... We'll, the, have, they, have, they, have they done the Palmo? Have they done the Hairy Bikers Palmo in the That's past? A very, they'll say, oh, it's a, it's a vir Parmigiana. Yeah. Say, like, Why do they talk like they that? They don't. <laughs> <laughs> a bit weird. Um, it also struck me, and I do bang on oh, about yeah. it because it's a mm. it's a mad old film. But the premise of it is quite good. The film, the uh, Wild Geese, Andy. Have you, have you've probably seen it. Yes, you? I know this what is the it is, war yeah. film where, and we've seen it. It's it's a kind of familiar mm. trope, isn't it? Hollywood have done it since with is it Space Cowboys? And you get these things mm. where you know suddenly the job can't be done by the young men, so you send in Richard Burton and Richard Harris and Roger Moore and people like that yeah. to to get the and Gregory Peck or not, whatever. Not very realistic. Yeah, the sea wolves, stuff like that. I mean, in real life, they'd old, probably be absolutely old blokes. In. Yeah, of course they would be sent <laughs> yes. in to, uh, to yeah. take on the might of the, the German army. But anyway, the reason I bring it up is that if Liverpool, we heard that little uh, clip with mm. Jurgen Klopp, and it, it is a um, it is a scheduling issue, no doubt. But it did strike me that if they can't put a team out of Villa Park of the current side and they can't play the kids because they could be out there with them, this could be Liverpool's wild geese. Oh, our what old a mate, good idea. Our old mate Ray Houghton. 
comes right. out. We'd have Ray, Danny Murphy, have, uh, Brucey in goal, wouldn't we? We'd have yeah. Uh, yeah we'd, we'd put this team out again. A kind of amount. I think Rushy could still bang them in. Alan Hansen, his game was never really based on pace, was it? But then they'd have still to, do to make job. it fair. Villa would have to put out a team of their wild geese. Well, no, that's it? why should they? I'm just saying. No, what a story that would be, though. This this slightly aging uh, collection of former Liverpool players come back together. And imagine if they beat Villa. Well, Dean mm. Smith. Imagine that press conference afterwards. Well, it wasn't easy. Ian Rushy's a proven goal. Well, he was twenty years ago, Dean. Thank you, Zazen. What excuse. I'd like them to do is put the, put out the first team, the strongest team against Villa, and send like a team of sort of kids. 15-year-olds to the world. Well, Jim was putting this to the Liverpool fans. How important is the World Club Cup? But having won the Champions League... Oh, it's not uh, important. It's just stupid, pointless. No, you couldn't tell me who's won it over the past few years. It's a most pointless tournament. It's a money-making... Cynical money-making exercise by FIFA, I'm afraid. Well, um, Tim Vickery obviously always tells us they, they deeply care about it in yeah, South America. Yeah, that's because they're, they're not as good as the European teams, so that if they can do something... It's a bit like when, you, when you're playing England and you, you're a lesser team or something like Scotland at cricket and you try it extra hard, don't you? Do you think they'll all buy into it under... Because in 2021, it's going to be a much bigger tournament. you think people then will buy into no. it? No. You you're still not having it? No, I mean, you know, we were. T- t- I was talking there. We were doing uh, with Mike Donovan about the book, uh, Alan Gilzine's book. And yeah. It's a very interesting letter from Gianni Infantino. Um, that he which, sent to the Scottish FA, didn't yeah, he? After, after Alan Gilzine had died. Died. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, and it's nice of him to do that, and it's yeah. nice to recognise what a great player Alan was. But in, in this letter, he says. After his retirement, he went on to manage Stevenage Athletic. Oh, come on, mate. You didn't know that. (laughs) Somebody's either told you you had to look it up or something like that. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a massive part of his football career. I'll give you that. It's not a great thing to do in a letter of condonius, basically take a couple of paragraphs from Wikipedia, is it? (laughs) Not really. I know what you mean. It's It's a nice sentiment, but maybe not delivered in the much, 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 most things that uh, FIFA do. And congratulations. Oh, sorry. Yes, right. Nothing more to say. Okay. Congratulations to Gemma (laughs) Collins, who signed a massive deal. That's not a phrase you use every day. (laughs) She signed a massive deal with. Pound shop. Have you seen this? Poundland. Is it oh, pound something or other? <laughs> <laughs> if it was your business, you'd, you'd want to know, wouldn't you? Well, I'm not going to give them the credit. Uh, and, and, but one point one million. I mean, that is a lot of. That's one point one million items in that shop. Yeah. And uh, well done to <laughs> Pound. I mean, these companies. How'd you work that out then? <laughs> I think it's honestly I don't get it. I mean, how is how, how is, what, what, how is Gemma want... Collins going to entice us into whatever pound franchise it is that you can't be bothered to look up? <laughs> I don't know. I can't see that it is. Is it I... Pound Fest? <laughs> There's nowhere to go. You've had Pound Land. You've had Pound World. What other pounds? What have you got? I don't know. No, I don't think there is. I think there's 99p World somewhere. Oh, wow. I can't find. I like it, the man. sound of that world. <laughs> what ninety nine p world? Yeah, it sounds brilliant. <laughs> I've undercut them. I think you. Have. <laughs> Andy Jacobs' brilliant new business idea. <laughs> it's Poundland. Sorry, it's let's, Poundland. Let's give them well the credit. And it says it's one of the biggest endorsement deals ever signed by the chain. But they know this is an insider. They know that everything the GC touches turns to gold. Oh yeah. <laughs> really? Well, how many times? Well, not, not in terms of TV, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, it does. It, uh, when Attenborough finally retires, she'll step up. It's, it's the just, GC's life on it's earth. It's very disappointing, really. Got gold to me. written all over it. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. 
Just a reminder that the uh, hairy bikers, psyching Dave Myers, make a welcome return to the studio just before four o'clock. They have their new book, One Pot Wonders. Mm. Yeah, they've, uh, they've, the, the good thing about their books, without wishing to sell it for them, but they're coming in, so I will anyway, yeah. is that they are generally quite accessible, aren't they? And very tasty. We've both well, I think the, the fact is that we're, we're going to have to toss for this one. We are going to like the books. blag another copy, if not, we'll see what we can do. But you know, they're always they're always very good and, uh, and very easy to work from. So anyway, they will be popping in. They've just had a new TV series going across the States, Route 66, which was very good. And uh, we'll talk a bit of football with them as well. But um, this morning, our old mate, uh, Lee Burcham, alerted us to the fact... Um, a little bit. Let's have a look at it. We won't find it in front of me now. I'll just read what the tweet says. It was Whitby Town on ninety minutes inside the ground at Whitby Town. Colin announces the Great British Bake Off winner over the tannoy. Oh, it's yeah. it's called by Whitby Town shocking behaviour on their official Twitter feed. Oh, I don't know if there's a spat between whoever does the Twitter <laughs> and Colin on mm. the PA, but let's find out because Colin Grout. Whitby Town's uh, man on the PA joins us now. Colin, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Now, it did feel a bit random, this, but then we realised, courtesy of the producer, that the winner of the Bake Off is from Whitby. Correct. Ah, so there was method in your madness. Correct, yes. There was method in my madness due to the fact that David is a local lad, Mm. uh, but also that his father, who I know very well, is a very keen supporter of Whitby Town Football Club. Oh, is that but, un- but unfortunately, uh, his father was not able to come to the ground um, on Tuesday night due to the fact he was watching his son in the final of the Bake Off at home. Well, he, be. <laughs> he must have known the result, let's be honest. He well, kept his it fa- quiet. Yes, his, mm. his, his father knew the result because I, I associated with him other things. And uh, uh, his father did know the result, but as you are aware, um, secrecy was on the card, mm. so he, he wasn't allowed to tell anybody. Yeah, it's a difficult but, one with this one, isn't it? Because, you know, it, it's out and it's been broadcast, but people at the ground, maybe they're big fans of, of Bake Off, thought, well, I, I oh, don't yeah. want to miss the match I'm, tonight, but I'll I'll record it and I'll watch it when I get home. I've not thought of that, because the, the tweet does say, huge disdain inside the ground as Colin announces the winner of the Bake Off, shocking behaviour. Was this because it was a spo- the old spoiler alert, Colin? Is that what upset people? I think it must have been because obviously I didn't realise that there were so many supporters in the ground of Bake Off, but obviously there was. <laughs> so you've been getting a bit of heat, have you, from some people? Well, uh, 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 um, no, I wouldn't say heat at the time. It was more of a silence, and of course, should have gone through my shoulders there. <laughs> what was happening? Oh. I see. I see on the website that that the club have three PA announcers. That's quite a luxury, isn't it? Really, for a, a club <laughs> three PA. Well, well, yes, yes. It, it's yes, you. Yes. It's Lee West and Owen Cox, according to the that's, website. That's right. That's right. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you, uh, what, do you share out the games or, or you're all on duty every match? Well, we normally, each pe- each person does have a different duty to do. Mm. Uh, and at the time, it was Owen Cox, who was my grandson, he was actually on the radio station. He was he was doing it live on the radio station. Ah. Ah. How, how do you each become co- the PA announcer at, at Whitby then? How did that pan out for you then, Colin? Well, it was a case of uh, I inherited it from a, a chap that was going to retire and I'd been associated with the Greer Football Club for 25 years. Mm. He retired and then I just came on board and I've been there ever since. But you, you clearly enjoy mm. it then? Oh, yes. Oh, well, yeah. you know, it's local football, good standard of football, Whitby Town, are, you know, a good club and um, I, I prefer more local football than going to see premiership matches, for instance, or yeah, championship matches. Yeah. 
Uh, do, do you uh, get do you get the chance to choose the music that you play over the PA pre and no pre-age? no we have a, no we have a, a different uh, people on board to choose the music yeah they they all choose the music that. Uh, it's a big operation, isn't it? The PA at Whitby. Separate companies do the music. Heavy business. <laughs> the well, players are thinking that's where all the money goes. <laughs> well, the, the thing, the thing being is, uh, uh, is that uh, when I do announce things over the PA, they can actually hear them about uh, all in all in Whitby Town and also on the outskirts in the villages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they would hear it over there as well if they were. Uh, not watching it on TV. <laughs> we do, we all do also hear with PA over the years, we've heard stories of PA blokes being funny, but often it not quite playing the way they hoped it would or not playing well with the opposition manager. Have you ever had anything like that? Or have you managed no, to keep your no, nose clean? No, as, as I announced, we're a very friendly club. That's right. know, with, uh, yeah, that thing yeah, where you wind up the opposition is not good. No, then. no, no, definitely not wind up complete opposite. You know, we, mm. uh, we look after the opposition... And we wish them all the best for the future, both in the league, but also travelling home on uh, evenings or on um, Saturday after evening after the match. So, no, you can probably look at comments and the, the say there, we are a very, very friendly club. I take it you'll be looking to get uh, the winner of the Bake Off, David, on, on the pitch at some stage, yeah? It's a bit of a personal appearance. Well, next time I speak to his father, I'll say, can David come along? Yeah. You know, with, with his winning... Um, Cake, <laughs> and uh, no doubt we yes we uh, we would love to see him on the pitch, and I think the supporters would as well. Fantastic. Al- yeah. Although he lives, I understand he lives in London. Oh, okay. But, uh, but there again, he'll come up often to mm. um, to it, meet his. He'll move back eventually. It's a lovely place, Whitby. Yeah. Well, it is, well it, it is. It is. You know, and uh, you know we, we, that's why we like it because it's a uh, close knit ground. And everybody's uh, really friendly, like I said before. Is that a bit of the world, Andy? You know through your dad yeah, back yeah, in the that's day, right, yeah. yeah. Dad was well, York, near Bridlington yeah. and yeah. Scarborough and that sort of area. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's just down the coast, but uh, but I was more surprised how many many people in that ground were supporters of Bake Off. So yeah, well, obviously, Bake Off is a very 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 popular. Program. If I get oh, Sa- yeah, Sandy yeah. on the PA next, yeah. <laughs> add, add a fourth <laughs> one to the list. Imagine well, no fielding on a football PA could be quite. He'd be very he's quite a good player, actually, isn't he? He's quite a decent. Yeah. He's not a bad little mm. player. Yeah, that's apparently. But yeah, so. yeah. And I felt you know I've, I've apologised um, yeah. through Facebook, but uh, you know maybe on well I've spoken to the chairman this morning. I've just uh, just told him to maybe have a couple of security people on the gate <laughs> as I walk in. No, you'll be all right. <laughs> I think they'll forgive you, Colin. Don't worry, you'll be all right. Yeah. Good, good to talk to you. Well done, Colin. All the best. All right, then. Thank you very much for ringing. There we are. This uh, Colin okay, Grout there, the uh, one of the three uh, PA yeah. announcers. We at, should we uh, should point out he's not the GC, he's the CG. He'd be the I, CG, I wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I got it the wrong way around. <laughs> On the school register, he'd be the GC, no <laughs> doubt. And that was he was presiding over a thumping four-one win uh, that evening. So uh, great night for Whitby all round. It was, yeah. You look back on a golden, a golden era uh, for the club. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Making a welcome return to the studio. Blimey, I've, I've, we've lost count. It's been quite a few cases. Uh, <laughs> quite a few cookbooks. But it's always I'll go and good count to, my cookbooks at home. Yeah, it's always good to see them. Uh, uh, the Hairy Bikers, uh, Psyching and Dave Myers. Their new book is One Pot Wonders. Over one hundred delicious new favourites from terrific tray bakes and roasting tin treats. Good I one. love that the roasting. 
Tim 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 It's not easy to say though, is it? You've got to have a bit of alliteration. Not with your new teeth. No, no. Well, good to see you both. It's good to see you. Good to see you. So, I suppose it's fairly self-explanatory, one pot wonders, isn't it? But what's the thinking behind it? Well, it kind of starts with hot pot. Yeah. You know, when as a kid you get your, your potatoes are cooked, the, the, there's the potatoes cooked in the stock in the bottom, you've got your crispy potatoes on the top. Mm. So it's, and, but all the juice from the meat, the flavours, they all come together, and the whole is better than the separate parts. So we set ourselves a thing. We actually wrote 200 ideas, didn't we, Kingy? We did. But what will benefit by being in a one pot? You've got to have your carbohydrates, everything in the one pot, be it a tray bake with a wok, soup, salad, breakfast. And that was the idea. And it's just really, really useful and tasty for how we live, you know? Wow. Yeah, you were saying it's one of your most usable books, user-friendly books. Yeah, so definitely. Far. Well, look, you know, it's, it's a symptom of the modern world that we live in is, is, is time. We're all time poor. So. Mm. And it drives and me it, mad, that. And it, well, same here and same which is why... What are you going to do with this time you're saving? What are you going to cook? Yeah. Um, so what, um, and, and it's all about the community of food, this book, as well, because it's one pot wonders. You want to stick it in the middle of the, in the, mm. middle of the table and everybody gets stuck in mm. because you know it's a massively important that we continue to do that as human beings because it means that we can talk to one another and catch up with one another it's mm. the glue that binds us all together in this mad bonkers world that we live in <laughs> there's some uh, biker goulash with dumplings oh yes yeah, that's, no, that's always good but you see oh, you can do a goulash good. but then the challenge is how do you get your carbohydrate into that one pot but of course dumplings Yes. Works all over the goulash. This steam in the flavour of the goulash. Go on, say dumpling again. Dumpling. He just, he likes, he just likes saying it. Yeah. So who doesn't love It's great. There's nothing better, is there? Oh. And they're really simple to make and people are put off. And there was a lovely lady that we were, that were having a chat to today, earlier today, and she said, oh, I'm always put off by dumplings. And I said, why? She said, because they're all to make. And I said, they're not. She said, she said yeah. But, but, yeah. But, but, but they look so impressive. They must be yeah. hard to make. And I'm going, no, they're not, man. You know, well, they're probably hard to make good ones it's easy to make bullets you know yeah really like our veggie chili with cornmeal dumplings there's some nice cooking in there as well we haven't took any shortcuts hmm. you know on the flavour things but those dumplings it's your self-raising flour but it's cornmeal butter sweet corn and buttermilk with an egg but when it's on top of the veggie, veggie chilli, it really makes it a complete meal. And it's it fucking tasty. You've you both travelled extensively for the programme. I mean, presumably mm. all the time you're collecting ideas and yeah. collecting recipes and stuff. Well, uh, it, it, that's what you do. You know, you, you, you know, we've been four times around the world now, so... It's uh, you, you, on a bike, you, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, on a motorcycle. Yeah. On, as mad as that sounds, uh, quite apart from the private mileage that we do. But um, on the yeah, it's four times around the world now. And 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 what's what's amazing about it? You, you you're exposed to lots of different cuisines and lots of different cooking techniques and lots of different ideas. Mm. And and the great thing about food is that you never ever stop learning. So um, so I mean, it's to say the least that this one pot wonder book's eclectic in terms of where the recipes mm. come from. It's it's is a bit of an understatement really yes, I was going to, sorry carry on though the Austrian garlic soup is a clear example of that mm -hmm. we were in Austria and it was something we were eating on a daily basis it's a white garlic soup uh, we experimented we got the recipe dead right and but it's so simple and straightforward the Uzbek plov yeah. Which is from I think, yes. think Spurspaydem. Spurspaydem in the uh, Europe. They did. 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 They did
Yeah. Now, you've just finished a, a series in America, and I was reading about the last episode last week, and it was sort of cannabis-inspired dinner. And uh, yes. I said to you, well, it's got to have been, we were talking in the break, I said it's got to have been CBD, surely. No, but no, it was, no, the, it was, it was the real thing, wasn't it? It was the THC, and what, what, there's, a, there's a culture of microdosing your dinner. Mm. Oh, so yeah. there was 10 milligrams of THC in, in, our, in our main course, which is enough to get you giggly. But not too much to get used. No, to. well, it's just like it's just like replacing wine with with with. Yeah, but on a five cost tasting menu, there is some build up. <laughs> well, we started off with a mar- we started off with a marijuana cocktail. You know, like that from mojito, you muddle leaves. <laughs> yeah. well, this is muddled marijuana. Um, and it oh, was. it was hilarious. We were. St- Struggle so hard to keep it together for the telly. Oh, it was yeah. great. Yeah, uh, you were in. I'll go, I'll go back and check that. One. It was uh, Route sixty six that yeah. uh, you travelled, yeah. uh, and that's the thing about the states as well, isn't it? I mean, the the, the food changes, the cuisine changes uh, throughout the country, doesn't it? Well, it, it's a remarkable place because there's, in, in essence, there are two levels of cuisine. Well, there's one level of food and a level of cuisine. Uh, as we know, the United States is built on immigration and migration of that populace. Um, to major conurbations and cities around the around the around the states, and you find fantastic cuisines from those populations. You know, mm. so we 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 looked at the Vietnamese communities, mm. the Bosnian communities, um, Afro Caribbean communities. All of that was just fantastic. But then there's another layer of cuisine which is complete and utter rubbish yeah. that, that you find all over the place. Mm. There's no love, there's no caretake, and it's just about money over food and, and and nutrition and it was just appalling that side of it not everywhere because there was some great cuisine wasn't there Dave? There was but on, on the whole so it, was, it was interesting like at breakfast because we stayed in like cheap motels mm. we got into the Viber mm. Route 66 but I think for six weeks we didn't eat off crockery you know because <laughs> all paper plates cardboard cartons yeah. plastic knives and forks so they didn't have to do any washing but up posh restaurants in the States can be a bit pretentious can be a bit yeah yeah, not quite like they are, in and Europe, not quite yeah, on the money right. like they are in London. Mm, not yeah. quite, you know. If you go out for a meal that's that's you want to be perfect, you look out the window here. There's a hundred restaurants where you could go, and you know it's going to be fabulous. But you couldn't help but feeling let down quite a lot, really. Mm. Um, mm. But like as I said, when you got into the Bosnian restaurant, the Bosnian mm. restaurant we featured oh, in the superb. episode, mm. the food was superb, real hearty, lovely cooking, and great people. And from a bike's point of view, I mean, obviously, oh, yeah, it's, it's a big, big motorcycle uh, country, of course, isn't it? It is. Hugely it, into it. It is. And, and I mean, we, you know, it, it's an iconic route, you know, and mm. we've all grown up with it. You know, you've got John Steinbeck and the Grapes of Wrath. You've got, you know, fantastic literature that's built around the Mother Road. You've got some great music that's Sounds built around the Mother true. Road, some fantastic artwork, some sculpture, you know. It's the most amazing place. So it's a cultural touchstone for everybody. Now and 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 we decided to do it on what you would do it on, which was Harley Davidson. So, mm. and that was that was great, you know, whacking up the you know yeah, living up the dream sixty six really. with your best mate on two Harleys. Thanks very much. You know, yeah. going around Chicago, out with Chicago, and we went through. It's like minus nine degrees Celsius at one point in Chicago, and then in the Mojave Desert, it was plus fifty. Cool. Oh, no, God. that was warm, lads, around I'd, your nethers. I'd, 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 cook, I'd cook duck eggs at less your than that. Your leather nethers. Yeah, the oh, leather nethers. Were, they, they, were, they were proper it is, it is interesting that Joe Root, the England cricket captain, wears 66. That's his number. 
Oh, yeah. really? Mm. Ah, really? Oh, but he's played into the joke. Yeah, Harry Winks, who plays for Tottenham, does not wear 40 on his back. <laughs> so he's missed the trick. <laughs> he's missed it. I think he should. <laughs> he should do. He should do, but come on, H, get 40 on your back. Get 40 on your back. Yeah. Come on, Harry. Uh, Newcastle-wise, just a quick one. We always ask you about Newcastle. How are you feeling yes. about life under Steve Bruce, then, say? Well, it remains to be seen, really. It's early days, and, you know, if you give Brucey a chance, I'm sure he'll be, be okay, but mm. um, it's not, yeah... I I I I am um, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna stay your judgment. We've got to no, there's no judgment. Yet. It's too early. Yeah. Too <laughs> we've got to mention the Palmo World Championships. Oh yeah, the Palmo World Championships have been won. Guess where the world's best Palmo was made? Do you know Middlesbrough? Middlesbrough. Yeah, Stockton. Yeah, Stockton. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. Borg Restaurant. They yeah. won it th- four years running. Yeah, so congratulations. Have you have you attempted, have you done the Palmo? Are no, but we've eaten we plenty. Did. Yeah. No, we did, a, we did a Palmo yeah. on, on one of our programs and we got lambasted that it wasn't a pure Palmo. It's one of those things. <laughs> really? You're like, Jamie got it yeah. once when he did his paella yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. wasn't. We got it in the neck for our Palmo. Oh, wow. But we've got a stage tour next year and we're playing Middlesbrough and we intend to go for a Palmo. We are. What's the difference between a veal parmigiana and a Palmo? Very little. Yeah. Well, except, <laughs> except 12 pints. 12 pints. And the Middlesbrough wall will be, will be huge. Yeah. And the <laughs> chips with it. And yeah, the sauce, will, just the sauce just... will be like wallpaper. Yeah, paper. that's right. And you'll be walking down the street eating it at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yes, that's yeah. it. 12 yeah. pints yeah. and a bag of chips. Yeah, that's about brilliant. it. Perfect. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Here we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. We are live tomorrow from uh, Twickenham, ahead of the Rugby World Cup. And so we'll uh, catch up with you then. Looking forward to it. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.